much like the blonde dyed mullet, we're back with another episode of What Are We Even Doing Here? Hello, I am your host, Connor Hopkins, and I am joined your today host? by... Your host? Hold on. What? Actually, by saying that, wouldn't it be business in the front party in the We're Back? Oh, son of a bitch! Can it? This Isn't one's garbage. Isn't it the best when we think of the better intro on the air already? Let's leave all of this right. in, but just do that. So, Bucky, you do the do that intro now, and we will just leave all of this raw, unedited content out there. Okay. You almost said footage. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to play the theme song now. Okay. Okay. Much like a blonde mullet, we're business in the front and party in the we're back. Damn yeah, right! Yeah, great yeah, intro. That was great, great intro. And that was the first take. Yeah. So glad we, we thought of that first. Technically, shows you're off not even a, wrong. It is the first take. Yeah, shows off take. to a hot start, guys. That's right. We have a table of four today, which would have been a better version of table of three. That's right. I don't know. I kind of like the table of three thing. Yeah. What? Well, who? Wait, was it table of three or table four three? Table four. Table four three. Table four, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because table, table four, four four doesn't sound good. Table four four. And table of four. I mean, that's the TF four. Uh, it's a funny, funny story about Table of Three. There was one time I saw a clip from it. Oh, this is Bucky, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there, was a, <laughs> there was a clip from it where it was like the Hurt Business talking about like how influential they were, and all I could focus on was the fact that the waiter takes Cedric Alexander's salad and he didn't eat a fucking thing off of it. <laughs> and I was like, you're wasting that salad. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Yeah. Cedric I, Alexander, known salad hater. God. <laughs> uh, so we've got... Bucky, uh, evidently our host? Question mark? Yeah. Connor Hopkins? Welcome to my home. Oh, that's, that's true. Whoa, that's another bigger issue. Uh, <laughs> bigger? Myself and... Brayden, otherwise known as Damien Dishing. Guys, I love that you're known as myself. If correct. this is the first episode that anyone's ever listened to, you are myself. I am me. And so can you. This is the another first Another me <laughs> is what they'll never be. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible to song. The top and then you keep up. Is that the same song? I am okay. a dying breed, laying it all on the line. I don't know which one that is, but I know that that's a line from one of them. How many awful theme songs did Jeff Hardy have in TNA? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. good answer. All? <laughs> uh, before we get any further forward, guys, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Yeah. I gotta ring this bell, baby. We got to. Okay. Please ring it. Damn. I love now, condensation. I am <laughs> drinking from a a massive, gargantuan Andre the Giant esque sized can. That might actually look normal in his hands. Yeah. Um. This was a. Yeah. Brought to me by our dear uh, guest today, Bucky. That's right. What, what is this? That I, that it I'm is well. It's called the Deception. It is a uh, coffee blonde stout. Yes. It was made with uh, cold brew coffee. It tastes like it's alcoholic cold brew coffee. It sure is. Hot damn! That just just that's so good. Yeah, would you, would you, did Bucky, it, would you like I to try this? It just tastes like cold brew coffee. Let me get a sipper. This oh, isn't this a bad is a thing. Can. That's yeah. a huge but can. I feel like you don't you. <laughs> you don't drink anything alcoholic that that doesn't end in the word ale or stout. Sure. Or That's real good, isn't it? That's real goddamn good, man. I do drink water. Water ale. I, s- <laughs> I said alcoholic. Aquafina ale. Aquafina ale. Evian, Evian IPA. Ooh, I could have an Evian IPA. Mmm. Mmm. I will say, though, that, like, I don't usually like the stouts, the ales, the IPAs, or whatever, but anytime that you recommend... You or Cole, anytime that you recommend something to me, 
You guys are batting about 99 out of 100. Same. I will say that. My job is to find out what people like and then pair them with that beer. I am like a... Um, I'm like a I'm like a I'm like a beer like a bar matcher, a yeah. booze whisperer. Were you were you yeah. the one who when I went to we, we went to the uh, the brewery? Oh yeah, you're a total sour guy. I got you a sour. Yeah, yeah. You yep. suggested that and it was perfect. Sour it was amazing. I'm it's like sour I'm like the beer version of like that annoying friend that's like you're gonna love my friend. <laughs> no, you're like <laughs> she's amazing. You guys are made for each other. You're like that that guy named Caesar who's like the animal whisperer, but like yeah. for beers instead. Like so that's you're right. like that's right. Sour. Like, you the, know, uh, <laughs> the last time that I was on your guys' show, I've re-listened to it a couple of times because I just had so much fun with it. But and you, you have can, four hours to kill? Yeah. But you can also, like, there's like a actual, like, t- almost time lapse of me getting housed. And there's yeah. one exchange during that episode about midway through. Because whatever you guys were giving me, I really enjoyed it. It was very good. And yeah, I just yeah. kept getting them. But I remember there's one moment about halfway through where I'm like, what's the alcohol content on these? And it's you or Cole, it's just like, oh, those are like... Six or eight percent, and I just went, "Oh God!" It's <laughs> <laughs> like getting to the point now where I'm getting used to them too. So, like when people come in, they're just like, "Oh, take this. Oh, it's a pretty light beer. It's still like five, five and a half percent." Right. Like, this one's pretty light. And like, Jesus Christ! I had a glass, and now I don't know where I live. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy that like it sounds like such a small percentage increase because like I typically drink my Miller Lights, and that's like three. So yeah. you would think that like oh five five and a half percent that doesn't sound like that big of an increase, it fucking is, yeah, especially when the can is this big. <laughs> oh I mean, my god! There was also an exchange on that where I, I can't even wait. Is this what it five five point eight percent? Jesus, Jesus. God. <laughs> And that's what a liter. Th- this can that is two pints, so thirty two ounces. Yeah, this is the size Bigger of than a, a silo, yeah. size of a bathtub. What would you so, call that? Because we have we have the the silo, right. the Mexican silo. Yeah. What's the Mexican silo? Isn't that just the ch- the chilada? Yeah. One that oh, you yeah, have, it's just but the it's big like chilada. it's like twenty. It's like a, just was, a little was, bit like more. Four point five. It's just ounces. a little bit more than an yeah. actual silo. And I think it's because yeah. of the metric system they use down there. But like, <laughs> and everywhere but here. Yeah. 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 Still down. Uh, <laughs> what would you call that? I'm going to have to call this a fucking tanker. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Go. That's good. Um, Undercard stuff. What have you all watched lately? Dreamwave Summer Spectacular 2023. Which we will be doing a separate episode on. That, that recap will be next week. Yes. That yes. uh, we'll actually record it uh, next week, actually. Because we're in the we're in the midst of it. We're, we're, past, we're, about, we're past one and coming up on the other one. Yeah. This is our mania. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything else? I've been pointing at Connor's banner every time. <laughs> Why? I'm going to the show, and I just point at Connor's banner. Oh, Look at banner, man. Michael. Look at banner. We got to get... All, every, okay, that TikTok thing that they started for Dreamwave? Uh-huh. Today, we need a bunch of mania point to banners on right. to go up on And that. we also need a look at banner, Michael. Yes. <laughs> Now we need, oh, we can point to Hartenbauer's yeah. and say, look at Michael, Banner. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I have finished the newest season of Always Sunny, and I've rewatched it a couple of times, and it's fucking great. Love uh, that. God. I'm still three or four episodes in on Twisted Metal. It's so fucking dumb, ridiculous fun. Like, 
It's just intentionally stupid, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, Wrestling-wise, I watched a little bit of Dynamite this week, and then it was very late, and I was like, I can't watch wrestling right now, so I shut it off. But I've been watching a lot of stardom recently. Hot damn. Mm -hmm. Those, yeah, it's awesome. I've only heard good things, and every time I see a clip or a gif, it looks fucking great. Yeah. And evidently, I guess they're doing good business right now, too. Yeah. Have you seen Insidious the Red Door yet? I have not. Because I did. I thought it was pretty good. I felt like I would have loved it if I had seen any of the other ones. (laughs) See, I was about to ask if I needed to see the other ones, because I know I watched the first Insidious ages ago. I don't know if you need to, but I I, I had this feeling, like, I feel like there's some things that I would appreciate a lot more if I had just known... Patrick Wilson's uh, directorial debut. Yeah. And it was, like, number one the weekend that it came out. Love that. Patrick Wilson's great. I remember I saw the first Insidious, but I don't remember anything from it, so the, uh... The moment that I put the DVD into the player was more memorable than the movie itself. (laughs) I know that I've seen the first one, and I've also seen, um, is it Malevolent? But I I get those two mixed up. Because they're synonyms for evil. Yeah, and I feel like, for some reason, I think they came out at around the same time, even though I don't, that may not be true. Maybe there was an Insidious sequel that came out at the right time. Are you talking about Malignant? Is that the... No, uh, Malignant is one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. Have you you watched that? You're thinking about Maleficent? (laughs) No, but I have also seen that. (laughs) Have you seen Sinister? Is that what you're thinking of? No. Uh, It's not, I think it's actually called Malevolent. It it has a, goddammit, what's his name? Ethan... Hawk? Yes. What? <laughs> How the shit did I call that? Uh, but it's something like he finds like an old videotape and there's murders on it in his house. That's, right. sinister. That's sinister. That's sinister? Yeah. That's sinister. Yeah. Malevolent. 2018 horror thriller. Florence Pugh. Oh. Joaquina Bevan. Ben Lloyd Hughes. Scott Chambers. Wait. Speaking of Florence Pugh. Yeah. Oppenheimer. Yep. Yeah, we've talked we've about talked that. about it on on the I show. It got a fifty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Malevolent okay. did, fantastic. But then that also does mean that I have seen Sinister because the <laughs> <laughs> there just needs to be another one of these that comes out that just is called bad, <laughs> evil, <laughs> evil. The movie. Uh, you do need to see Malignant. It's it's one of the craziest swerves I've ever seen in a movie I, in my I fucking life. I think I know life. what the swerve is, but I still want to see it. 2003 see it drama, out. Evil, not rated. Hour, 50, <laughs> hour, hour 53. Oh, you can watch it. You can watch it for free on YouTube. <laughs> wait, wait, Tom, have you seen Sugma yet? Seen what? Sugma. What, what? I don't know the word that you're saying. Sugma. Sugma? Yeah. Sugma balls. <laughs> you got, got me good, you son of a bitch. Wow. Ah. God damn it. I hate myself. Yeah. Name's Harold. Last name, balls on you. <laughs> my friends call me Harry. I have... I have... Harry balls on you should have been my wrestling name. <laughs> it's not too late. <laughs> Making his NXT debut next week. Harry balls on you. In a tag team with Buddy Peacock, <laughs> which is one of the names that Daniel Bryan chose when they chose t- told him to choose a name. Buddy Peacock? He was like, I just want to be Bryan Danielson. They're like, no, pick a different name. He's like, Buddy Peacock. And they're like, oh my God. <laughs> okay, Daniel Bryan it is. <laughs> like Stone Cold Chili McFreeze? Uh, yeah. Frost. <laughs> Otto Von Ruthless? What? Auto, yes, that's the one. Otto Von Ruthless. Otto Von Ruthless. 
Wait, what? Okay, they was it pitch me temperature based names. I'm thinking, where's this going? I wanted someone cold blooded, vicious, not temp. This ain't, this ain't the Batman villain. What are we doing? I got that blue. In Texas, they don't get over 50. (laughs) (laughs) Victor Freeze. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Cold. Your name's going to be Mr. Freeze, (laughs) and your manager's going to be the Riddler. (laughs) You'll fight the Batman. (laughs) Uh, Have I told the story on the podcast about the dude... Asking about using a wrestling name. <laughs> uh, it doesn't sound familiar, but you probably told it to me at some point. Let's so, let's so go because ahead. we're on the the subject of like dumb wrestling names and people picking them. Oh, so long ago, this dude. Like, I'm I'm very early in training. So this is like around 2006 ish, and uh, I'm gonna keep this brief or whatever. But the guy comes up to me one day and he's like, "So like when we start having matches, like we can pick our own names, right?" And I go, "Yeah, man. Like even even I understand this at this point. You know, I'm I'm an idiot, but yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm an idiot, but yeah." Yeah, of course you can. And he goes, uh, oh, okay, well, like, can we pick a name that's already been used? And I thought, in, in, in this moment, trying to make sense of what he's saying, that he was asking, like, you know, there's been a, a Chris Jericho, a Chris Canyon, uh, Chris Benoit, Chris, Benoit, Chris a, yeah. you know, Chris Masters, could you be Chris whatever? So I thought maybe that's what he was talking about. And I go, well, I think it kind of depends, you know, like, if it's the first name, but, like, you know, if it's the last name, you you know, you, you wouldn't want to be, like, Todd Jericho or something. And he just goes... Oh, yeah, well, like, what I was thinking about using, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the guy, but I was thinking about wrestling as uh, Sting. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I get, no, man, no, you can't do that. You know, like you, the singer. You, yeah. <laughs> you can't just be Sting. I, uh, I was thinking about being The Undertaker. <laughs> I had this idea, I don't know if you've heard of this guy. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of this Michael guy. Michael Batman. I'm just going to pick up where he left off and just be Sting. Dude, that's uh, Bobby Houston's <laughs> life goal, evidently. I just want to be Sting, man. I just want to be Sting, man. I love it. I have two pictures of yes. top 15 lists this that I found on... This is an amazing... Oh, okay. What? I thought you were going to say yeah. I have two pictures. Like, that's amazing for an audio medium. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen not, to these photos, fans. It has a... They're top 15 lists. Okay. You, we were tagged into one of them. Yeah. There was another Friend one that I found Lindsay. before... Yeah, friend of the show, Mosey um, James. And they go hand in hand, because the one that we were tagged in was WWE wrestlers with the most losses in WWE history. Uh-huh. I hope you now, looked I, at this I list briefly, the, the, the least you could I have. briefly glanced at it, and then was like, nope, nope, because I, I, I knew that you were going to hook this and, yep. and bring it to the show. The one that I saw before was uh-huh. WWE wrestlers with the most wins in history. So they go hand in hand here. I'm going to start with losses, only because okay. I want to end with the number one most amount losses. of wins. Right. On the second list, because I've never been more mad. Okay. Anyway. But this is the top 15 with the most losses. This is right now. Starting at 15 and going Unless we had something else to talk about first. I don't... No. no. We're good. Let's go. This is going to fucking probably shatter me. Number 15, Matt Hardy. Okay. 796. Okay. Um, (laughs) Number 14, Heath Slater. 805. See, that's crazy to me, because... Heath Slater was there for such a shorter amount of time than Matt was. Yeah. So he just lost more and quickly. It's going to get even so more insane. Count Matt's time when he was just like the the tie-dye pants-wearing jobber on Raw? Probably. Oh. Could. Probably. Yeah. I, would, I would assume so. Uh, Chris Jericho. Wow. 835. Damn. 
Huh? Yeah, I, this is blowing my mind. Triple H is number 12. Eight, what? 837. That can't be. 837 losses. Well, I guess... Don't you guys remember? Okay, he was so this, giving when he was champion. Right? <laughs> is this TV or just, like, all-time? All-time, I believe. I, believe. Okay, so yeah. I think this probably counts house shows. Yeah, probably, I was going to say, yeah. he was probably losing on house shows. Do they count when he's playing day. with his kids and they're like, Oh, you pinned me. One, two, three. <laughs> well, if they did, then Berna would have zero losses because he don't put kids over. <laughs> That's actually true. That's actually true. <laughs> Jack Swagger's number 11 with 838. Only one more loss. That's not enough. <laughs> you should have lost more. You know who's not enough? Who, who doesn't have enough losses? Uh, number 10, Natalia, 847. She has been there for 60 years. Jesus. She <laughs> probably she has, has the best win-loss eight. record ever yeah. because her career's so goddamn Just, long. <laughs> she has 8 million matches. Oh, God. I don't know if you guys told this story before, but to go back to Jack Swagger, I have a really good Chavo Guerrero story that I heard. That, okay. like, so Chavo Guerrero played the fucking eagle that Jack Swagger came out with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, it, yeah. That was Chavo Guerrero. And he really? said he got so frustrated by doing it that he said he went to... Do- I guess there's like a story that says that he went to like WWE writers and was like, is there anything else I can do? And they said no. <laughs> and that's when he quit. You know what is, uh, you know what's also amazing about that? Beyond just all of that. Yeah. Also, just the idea, no. Um, so, wind the clocks back to the last big fucking bird mascot, yeah. the gobbledygooker. Yeah. That was Hector Guerrero. Yeah. Oh my god. They so, did that shit on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you Guerreros either die young or you get put in a bird. <laughs> well, guys, when when a dead bird shows up next week on Raw, we'll know who's under the mask. <laughs> oh, god. <laughs> dead dove, don't eat. Yep. Uh, I'm sorry, where were we at now? Number nine is Kofi Kingston, 866. That doesn't surprise me. That's Number eight is Seamus. 876. Okay. Number seven is Cody Rhodes, 887. See, that's also that insane. You gotta finish the story. Yeah. That's crazy to me just because I don't feel like that initial run that he had was that long. Was he there? He like, was. He's there this. He's there earlier than and later than I thought it was. He's, he's there for like a decade. He's No, he's on the main roster. He's from very, like very young 06? in 06. Yeah. And Stardust is up until 2016. Wow, I didn't... For some yeah. reason, I thought he was there for, like, four years. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I, I watched the Cody Rose documentary because I was the first one to wake up for some fucking reason today. <laughs> I remember I remember seeing Cody on some program in 06 and being like, what? Yeah, teaming with Bob Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess you're right. John yeah. Deere tights. <laughs> yeah, Bob Core. Yeah, Bob Core. <laughs> My name? <laughs> Next up. Um, Bob Hall. Bit, well... The big show. <laughs> Nine ten. That pisses me off, <laughs> man. That I'm sorry, but like, in, in a business that is typically built on and dictated by giant freaks of nature, you have literally the biggest man of all time, and he's the top. He's in the top. What? What'd you say? Top six. 10. Top. He's in. He's number six. Get the fuck out of here! I hate this. All right, keep going. Say that. He's too heavy to kick out. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel like Vince just. If he did not, if he did not make their star, he's just like fuck him. It's got to be that. Because honestly, yeah. if he would have discovered the Big Show, he probably would. He probably would still be champion today. Big in, Show would have retired undefeated. Yeah, yeah. In '95, especially, he yeah. would have brought him in. He would have crushed everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and then bumped in Fed for Hogan. You would have gotten King of the Ring that year instead of Mabel. Honestly? Ooh. Better movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, number five, Randy Orton. Hmm. Uh, 1,037. Hmm. Damn. Um, Who knew that all those voices in the head told him to stay down? <laughs> Look at the lights. Number four. Oh my god, I just looked at number three. It makes me so happy. Anyway. Okay, four. <laughs> number four, Dolph Ziggler, 1187. See, that Jesus. that doesn't surprise me. It almost, it almost makes me, it almost makes me want to save number three for last. No, you, no, you can't. You gotta go in order. I know. That's how numbers work, Braden? I know, but when you hear number three, it's just, it's so, number three, with 1,201 losses. Fuck. The Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know the one that counted? The one against Triple H. <laughs> he won that one. The one in 1,201. Fuck that guy. Fun fact, I also heard during that match that... So there's a big spot in that match where Brooklyn Brawler throws Triple H against the ropes and he catches him in a sidewalk slam. <laughs> he actually holds him there for a yeah, little yeah. bit. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? He wants to show people how strong he is. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm doing Troy face or Connor face, but it's something. Uh, number two, Kane. Doesn't 12, 26. And number one, The Miz. 1280. You know what? What Much an absolute respect. pro. Much respect for my guy. He'll yeah. always have a job. Did they count? Oh, the, yeah. They better count the Snoop Dogg loss in there also. Yeah. It, <laughs> I would count that twice, actually. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how close Seth Rollins is to this list. <laughs> we all I feel lost. like he loses all the time now. Yeah, could be. And he's been there for but, fucking I ever. Mean, Rollins, though, is weird because when he first came to the main roster, like, was weirdly protected. The whole yeah, shield, shield. The whole shield was. The whole shield, yeah. even post split. Yeah. He like yeah. didn't lose. And then uh, recently know, with the with the heavyweight championship yeah. reign. I yeah. do know like weird trivia thing. Roman's first singles loss on a pay per view was against Big Show. Jesus. And, One like, of the biggest losers of all time. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then what's the next list? The next list is top ten or top fifteen superstars with the most wins in WWE history. Triple H. Why do I feel like there's there's got to be a lot of people on this from like a very long ago era? Like I would think that like a Bruno San Martino's yeah. on this list somewhere, but I, I don't know. Let's 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 see. So, yeah, the way that this is phrased is WWE wrestlers with the most wins in history. So I don't know if this counts other companies. I would wager not, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm not sure. Number fifteen is Roman Reigns. Yeah, nine ninety four. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Probably racked a lot of those up before the last three years when he yeah. became, I have a match every 12 weeks, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns returns. Yeah. Um, Triple H is number 14. Triple H. 1032. H. So we're already starting with way more wins right. than losses. <laughs> it would be um, fun to compare the guys that are on both lists yeah. across. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. another one. Sheamus is also on the really? other list. Yeah. Wow. 1113. Uh, he has more wins than Triple H. Than Triple That's H. crazy. Um, Kofi Kingston's number 12. What? I would wow. not have picked that. Wow. But I guess also just by sheer number of matches, because yeah. he's also been there for ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, Randy Orton is at number 11, 1276. Matt Hardy again on the list. Number 10, 1309. Jesus. Huh. Damn. Number 9. Surprise he's this low on the list, but like... It, not super surprised. Mm -hmm. uh, Shawn Michaels, fourteen thirty three. Hmm. What? 
Number eight. Well, it's the big show. It's the big show. Wow. Fourteen forty-three. No, he was. I think he was six on the. He other was six one. on the other one. Um, fourteen forty-three. So he has ten more wins than Shawn Michaels. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Jesus. Number seven, Rey Mysterio. Fifteen fifty-eight. Jesus. Um, Ray was not on the most losses list, by the way. Yeah. No. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Kane, fifteen sixty-three is number six. All right, so we're in the top five now. Top five. Number five, Hulk Hogan. Got to. 1547. Nope. I'm honest. 1574. <laughs> I'm genuinely surprised he is not higher on this. Like, I knew he was yeah. going to be, but... All right. Number four... Sorry, that doesn't work for me, brother. You better put me at, put me at number one. <laughs> number... <laughs> yeah. Number one just inexplicably has way more... Way 93,000. <laughs> way less... That don't, work, that don't work for me, brother. Then you got to put me at number one. Number four is Tito Santana, 1783. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Number three is John Cena, 1786. Huh. Um, number two is The Undertaker at 1836. Fuck. And number one. I never want to hear another negative motherfucking word out of his mouth, ever. A man who should have never made a dollar. Bret Hart, 1882. <laughs> I never wanted to hear him complain. You're the most... You're not on the most losses list, and you're the number one of the most wins list. Right. You're the most protect, technically, the most protected wrestler. Still couldn't so put, stop. still couldn't put over Sean though on his way out. He's he's a he's a small, fragile failure bitch. <laughs> and his brother's pissed on him in a shower. Good. And I read a little bit of Brett's book one time, and his upbringing sounds not great. I think Stu Hart is legally qualified to be like a. Uh, what I, I don't even know. It's Some sort of a terrorist? war criminal. Yeah. I can't wait till Bret Hart joins the Coyotes. They had a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they I had veto. a pet. <laughs> I veto. They had they had a pet bear. <laughs> Owen Hart in 01 could have a better match than Bret Hart in '97. You're just well, I mean, he's, inbred. I mean, that Owen Hart was a pretty high flyer. I mean, he flew pretty high. Oh yeah. yeah. In, in at one least direction. one particular match, he flew pretty high. Yeah. Didn't land so well. Well, he's, not, he's, not, he's not a Highlander. Highlander? There can only be one. Guys, Connor's doing it again. He's about to start crying. Uh, it's not my fault you like boring, bad wrestlers. <laughs> Speaking of boring and bad uh, wrestling, let's stick to this main event. Oh my god. Actually, uh, this one was real hit and miss for me, so I think it's going to be great discussion. That but, is true, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so as we usually do when we have a guest, we allow them to pick the topic. And you but, made the mistake yet again. Mm-hmm. Yep. It, it has only That's ever right. bitten us directly in the ass. <laughs> uh, Pretty much the only time that I... <laughs> most of the time when I pick, it, it always bites in the ass. Because you made us do the Swamp Fight show. Made you the Swamp Fight. I made you do Great American Bash Show 4. And now... This is this one about Ray's I can't do it. You, like, I'm concerned about Ray's eye. <laughs> Did you say I'm concerned about Ray's eye? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. Why, that's why I didn't win. That's, that's why I didn't win a swamp fight. That's was, right. Right. You were still concerned about Ray's eye. The fiend tried to drown me. Ron, how's your recovery from injury going so far? Oh, uh, I was in the project pit. 
Well, is it? Is this your how you do your rehab? Is that where you do your rehab? Um, actually, not her. I'm just shopping for more different variations of red ripped pants. <laughs> <laughs> now you're you're. They estimate that your time out is going to be almost a year. You're going to spend a full I'm year. Buy a shit ton of pants. <laughs> Ron, where are you getting these pants from? <laughs> the pants are off. <laughs> is that in the project? In the red, in the red, in the red department. <laughs> you have to go over to the red tab. <laughs> it's right next to the fuchsia department. They're kind of in the same color scale. You don't want to work in the fuchsia department. Now, Never work now, in the fuchsia Ron, department. I, I wasn't really sold on you. And when is Vince, this chilling and freezing? Yeah, Otto von Ruthless here. And when I was, when I, when you got fired by Vince, I said, where's this kid going? Is he going to AEW? Is he going to start his own company? I found out where you're going right back to the WWE. And when you came out with them red pants, I'm bought in. I'm buying it. I'm going with you. The red pants, really. I mean, that ties it all together and you're Did you notice healthy. the rips? <laughs> How can I miss him? Never a dull moment in this household. Oh. Not really. Uh, no. Wait till I tell my best friend Ricochet. <laughs> now, now, Bron, why did you throw Ricochet at your opponents that one time and miss him completely? Oh no! <laughs> Good talk, bro. I, I, I missed that one. <laughs> yeah, that happened. It was bad. Uh, so, Bucky, <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know what you're referencing. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I might have an answer. <laughs> Sorry, that might have been a different large gentleman in red ribbon. <laughs> it's, it's probably for the best that you don't watch the shows, bro. I don't care how many big cats you got in red pants. Often imitated, never duplicated. Uh, a lot of people wear red pants. It takes a special breed to also have rips in them. <laughs> you stand there in them red rip pants up there on that stage. And you throw up there, up there. So, Bucky, you picked for today's show yeah. Clash of the Champions 9. Yes. Give us a little info as to why this was your selection. So, I wanted to go back and watch the main event of this match for a or main, main, main event of this show for a while because I. this is like. 89 Ric Flair is one of my favorite Ric Flairs because mm-hmm. it's like, that's workhorse Flair year. Because he had those three matches with Steamboat and oh, then yeah. did this really fucking awesome angle with Funk. Mm-hmm. Like, after the last one, literally, it's like the simplest thing, but it, because Funk is just amazing, he mm-hmm. sells it so well. Or like, he just, he's one of the judges for the last uh, Steamboat match and then Flair wins and then Funk just gets in. He's like, man, I'm really proud of you. I just, I just want to say, It'd be an honor if someday down the line you give me a title shot. And then, like, Flair's like, well, we'll talk to the championship committee and we'll see. You're not going to give me one, you son of a bitch! I've seen seen this segment, and and it's amazing. And it's it's also cool that it's such a seamless and immediate transition from one feud into the next one. Yeah. He goes from being so nice to just 
being this ruthless asshole that power like and it's and like it, supposed to be like one of like the first pile drivers through a table. Yeah, and it, it it's within like sixty seconds maybe. Yeah, if that even because it's like and it's also cool because like in that moment Flair is actually being reasonable. Yeah, where he's like, well, I, I think Terry Funk hadn't even wrestled for like several months. Or yeah, because he said like, yeah, I think he was and, he was on the shelf or like he was like saying like, oh, I'm retarded. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this. I just I want you young kids to get it or whatever. So and Flair's then, like actual reaction is completely justified because yeah. it's just like, well, one, like you haven't wrestled in a long time, and two, like I don't make matches, and beyond that, like you know, we have like a committee, we have bookers that yeah dictate these things, and then Funk is just instantly unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so good when presented with a completely mm-hmm. logical and rational thought, he's just it's like so good. Nah, fuck you. <laughs> Starts yeah. hitting him. Speaking of that, before we move on mm. back to this. It's been way too long since I've watched Unhinged, and I want to watch it again at some point. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah. It's such a ridiculous fucking movie. Um, but yeah, but then he brings on Gary Hart as a manager, and I'm not the biggest Gary Hart fan, but I just, I like him with Terry Funk, because Funk is just wailing and all this shit, and mm-hmm. just Gary Hart's just being like his lump self, just being like, yes, keep doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Terry Funk. He's so believable. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I don't think that he was... Like, in Ring, he wasn't, like, you know, a Dory Funk or anything. Yeah. But, like, I just believe that Terry Funk believes everything that he's doing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So Funk, like, Funk wrestles in a way where it's, like, he's he wrestles so desperately. Oh, like, he's, like, one of the first people I saw that would do, like, the the flailing, like, punch at nothing. Uh-huh. When he's, mm. like, when, he, yeah. like, when he's, like, in trouble. And, like, actually, like, like part of my entrance where I slide over, like, the second rope, that's... Mm-hmm. When Funk takes a punch and he wants to go to the outside, that's how he goes to the outside. Oh, okay. That's so you're where you it. got that? Yeah. I that's love awesome. that. I did not know that. That's I did not cool. know that either. Yeah, so anytime Punk, Funk, Punk, uh, Funk takes a punch, he'll legit grab the second rope and then fall to the outside. So Fantastic. I've done that a couple times on shows that you're not on because yeah. I've gotten it from you. So that's interesting <laughs> that I know where you got it from. That's, that's, that's cool. So you've been inadvertently taking something from Terry Funk. Right. Well, I, I've also done the, the swinging at nothing, swinging at nothing yeah. thing yeah. too, which I didn't know that he was. Which one is of the also first. cool, just to show that, like how influential the guy is. That you right. have guys now doing stuff that they don't even know is, is Terry Funk. Yeah. Like, that's like that's how everyone's, cool. everyone's like, "Oh, I steal from Johnny Gargano." Do you, or do you <laughs> steal from Alex Shelley? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, have you actually watched this entire show before? Or no, is this I've only watched or? the match. Okay. And yeah, it's like it's like. It's like November, so it's like right at like the end of like Flair's big like I'm workhorse champion kind. And then this was like the match where it's like we watched him have a bunch of like wrestling classics. Here's him just having a knockdown drag out right. brawl with Funk. It is from November the fifteenth of nineteen eighty nine yeah. in Troy, New York. Not to be to the max with Troy to the Troy to the Max Extreme, New York. That's right. Troy Better to the town. Max Extreme. Yeah. Take it, it's yours. <laughs> It's the new Knock York out. The show. The, yes, dude. The show I have a note about that. The new, I have a new note about York that. Out. Four thousand in attendance. Mm-hmm. But this was on TV, which I honestly I forget that Clash of the Champions was a TV thing. I didn't know that until yeah. at like I finished watching this or something like that. Like towards the end, there, there was, I, I was one like, or two times where I saw TBS logos pop up, and I was like, yeah, wait yeah. a second, and then I was like, oh wait, this show's less than two hours long. Which means it was a two. I'm sure it was a two hour block on TBS. Yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that until the very end. But yeah, 
for some reason, I always think Clash of the Champions were a pay-per-view. Yeah. So oh. then whenever it's like, yeah. Clash of the Champions 26, I'm like, wait, what? Like, well, Clash of the Champions was originally invented to compete with WrestleMania. Yeah. Because like, the first one took place, like, during WrestleMania. Really? To fuck, to fuck with Vince. Because they... they which, it, which that Mania? was all, Do you know what, what number? Ah, uh, Fuck, I don't know. I think it was the year before, so it might have been 88. Yeah, it would have been a pretty early one. 88 or 87 so or something. Like maybe a three yeah, or four. Yeah, so they want, because they, you can only get that through pay-per-view, so they put out a free show <laughs> right. at the same time to try and fuck with the okay. pay-per-view buys. Wow. Interesting. See, I, okay. That's people... kind of a neat tactic, though, to yeah, put out a yeah. free, because a lot of people, like, they do, like, the television versus television, or right. pay-per-view versus pay-per-view. Well, we'll give you something for free, as so long as you're not watching that. Right? Yeah, that's an interesting tactic. I and do appreciate like, that. At least they were putting pretty big matches on those classes. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they treated them like pay per views yeah. usually. Yeah, like, especially near the end there. I think they were doing a lot of really big show. Like if you were a WCW fan at all, right? And like it's Funk versus Flair yeah. in the main. Yeah, you're, like, you're gonna watch fuck that. WrestleMania. Like yeah. I'm gonna watch that shit. Well, uh, the I feel first, sorry for the, the sad first... sack who missed out on the most iconic WrestleMania of all time. <laughs> the first Clash of Champions okay. was like I think the first encounter between Sting and Flair. Oh wow! Oh yeah, that's cool. So like that. I was, miss like, like warring wrestling companies doing shit like that though, where it's like, oh, you're doing this, well, we're gonna do this directly with you, and now it's just kind of yeah. like, uh, let's. I don't know, do an NXT special the same time that Rampage is on. It's like, no one cares about either of these shows. Like, yeah. do something. Like, the last time I remember something like that was when Impact tried to run on Monday nights, and it was yeah. like a complete fucking oh disaster. And it didn't Instantly. work. Amazing. Um, of course it didn't fucking so work. So now, now they're just, they're gonna, they're, they only, they're only willing to sacrifice the shows that no one watch, watches, and they're only willing to go against the shows that no one watches. Right, So yeah. it's like, you're, we're getting nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like it was like when NXT tried to go up against AEW on Wednesdays, and yeah. it just did and not just work. Bombed. It did yeah. not work at all. And then like Triple H would get on and be like, "Well, we didn't care. It's, it's, it's our it's our secondary company, it was whatever." Which is, I, like, I, why'd I, you do it then? Yeah, right. <laughs> Where it's like, okay, so NXT was on the network, and it was a one hour show. Yeah. But then the moment that Dynamite is getting launched. Hey, we're moving NXT to USA and making it a two-hour show on the same time slot, the same day. <laughs> and then it's, well, it's not really competition. You sure about that? You sure about that? That's why? You sure about that? Like, Nitro really wasn't competition that, either. The only thing I did like about them moving NXT to... And, and honestly, it doesn't make up for it, but the only thing I did like about them moving NXT to the Wednesdays and all that stuff is because they use Survivor Series to make NXT credible. Right. And that Survivor Series show, I stand by, is fucking awesome. That's that, that the whole build threats, right? yeah. to Survivor Series that and everything? That too. Yeah. yeah. Was oh really yeah, when they were right. in Bay, that was I want to cool. cover some I think uh, that, Survivor Series 2019 at some point. Sure. Because it's fucking awesome. Absolutely. I, I mean, do think the competition in wrestling, though, is good. Like, I think yeah, that there yeah. should be more... Comp- like... WCW got better when they were competing with WWF. WWF got better when they were competing with WCW. Yeah. Like, and right. for that matter, ECW got better when it was desperately trying to be on, like, when it was competing with itself. Yeah. And how it people. When it was competing with Heyman's raging coke habit. Like, <laughs> a rising tide lifts all boats. That's what I've heard. That's right. Uh. So anyway, so our opening match, or I'm sorry, the opening of this show. Uh, I, there's a great little promo from Flair on this. Oh yeah, I, I, I thought there, there was, was a funk promo first, right? And right. then it went oh, right to a Rick Flair yeah. promo. I, I I didn't have any notes on the funk promo because it was really short. I think it was like yeah. two yeah. lines. Yeah. 
But Rick's promo I really liked. Mm-hmm. And I like face flair, especially here, because he... Even when he when he, when he he turns face, it, he never changes anything about himself. No. He still likes bragging about, like, all the cars and women, all that stuff. It's just that, like, now he's had three awesome matches with Steamboat where people are like, okay, we like you now. Yeah. Or, like, <laughs> Flair has, like, this weird kind of, like, ebb and flow where it's like, after a while, people just get sick of booing him and just decide to start <laughs> cheering him. Right. It's that whole thing where it's like, we, we all know somebody who's kind of an asshole, but you still put up with them because you're like, that's just how they are. Yeah. Oh, you know, that's just Connor. And like... <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> uh, my first real note on this show, I was like, oh, fuck, Gordon Soley. This Drunk is Oh, my is. God, Gordon Soley. I don't I, think he remember. I don't even think he knows where he is in this. Dude, I didn't... But here's the thing. I know this is 89. I genuinely didn't know that Gordon Solon was, like, still... Alive? Well, no, no. I, I assume He was so. supposed to be on the Heroes of Wrestling uh, show ten I, years after this. Right. So... But I, I didn't realize that he was still, like, I, I guess, like, working as a commentator, like, prominently. I thought he would have been, like, an interviewer or a backstage yeah. fucking guy. But then I saw the combination of Young JR and Gordon Soley, and I had this moment where I was like, oh, no... Here's the thing. You, you're you're both too much of the straight guys. I don't, you, yeah. I don't like Gordon Soley on commentary, and I don't know if it's just Does he even show? really do much commentary in this? I feel like Barely. it's, 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 it's like almost all JR, and every once in a while right. Gordon Soley's like, ah, that was a pretty big punch, wasn't it? Every time he <laughs> yeah, likes, it, every time well, he I pipes sure, up, I'm I like, sure was there, Gordon. Why are you saying anything? Like, there's one point where JR's like, he's still standing, he's still standing, he's still standing, and then Gordon Soley's like, how could he possibly do? <laughs> That doesn't even make grammatic sense. <laughs> I, I like Gordon Soley's stuff for a certain time period, but this yeah. was this, even '89 is after that time period, right. so that's yeah. kind of what took me back. And then I was like, no, no, both of you guys work better with a color commentator with you. You have two two play by play guys. Yeah, it, it's my least favorite tandem. In, it's like in, it's in like commentary. Jr. and and Michael Cole on it, paper. You great. think it'd be great, but they're both play by play. Right, it doesn't work. And when they did have that like ages ago, it was young Michael Cole. And it was really not good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... And, like, especially around this time, I think it was, like... I heard a story where it's, like, this is, like, where Gordon Soler is, like, a crippling alcoholic. Where, like, <laughs> they, had to, they had to hire people to watch him to make sure he didn't drink before the show. And then he would fucking... He would smuggle airplane bottles into his pockets and go to the bathroom... <laughs> And just down them all and just be shithoused by the time the show started. That is incredible. Imagine. <laughs> Mom. Dad. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm calling from on the road. I got a job. Yeah, I'm working with World Championship Wrestling. What's that? No, no, I'm I'm not a referee. No, I'm not a manager. Yep. No, no, I, I, it's not an office job. Oh, uh, my Remember job Gordon is to Soley? my job is to follow Gordon Soley and make sure that he's not drunk. <laughs> yes, I'm getting paid thirty five thousand dollars a year in nineteen eighty nine. And guess what, mom? I'm terrible at it. <laughs> yeah, I keep talking up. I'm really not doing well at this. <laughs> I'm doing a bad job, mom. He's well, he's stumbling around right now. I gotta go. <laughs> my boss sees this. I'm fucking canned. I'm gonna I'm gonna start down, putting a shit ton of coffee in him. I'll be right back. Gordon, I'm gonna make you drink. Listerine if you don't straighten up. <laughs> $35,000 in 1989 is equivalent in purchasing power to about $86,119. You're making that per year just to make sure a guy doesn't drink. In all honesty, in all honesty not enough. <laughs> Going into the bathroom with Gordon Sully to watch him take a shit and make sure he's not pulling airplane booze out of his fucking socks. Alright Gordon, bend over and let me look in your asshole. Make sure there's not any fucking bottles in there. 
I see that shooter of fucking straight gin. <laughs> oh no, Gordon got into the <laughs> the EMT bag on the ring side and he's drinking the rubbing alcohol. <laughs> oh, you know, oh man, the, the guy we hired looks like he's had enough of having to watch Gordon Soli shit. He's, drink, he's drinking now too, they're both drinking. We need oh, someone man. to watch both of them. We gotta hire a guy to follow that guy so that he can yep. follow Gordon Soli. <laughs> Oh, no, Gord Soli's moved on to Huff and Glue. Yep. <laughs> yep. Here's the most losses in WCW. Gordon Soli's shit watcher. Ugh. Put down that bottle. <laughs> What's your job title? Shit watcher. <laughs> Drunk deterrent. He, he who watches the crap. Well, son, sit on my lap and I'll tell you the story of how I was Gordon Soli's shit watcher. Guy hey, Don Marie, you want to see me fill up this hot tub and be my shit watcher? Guy ends up having a fight with his son later on in life where he's like, I put you through college by making sure Gordon Soli wasn't getting hammered on the toilet. <laughs> Gordon Soli shit put food on our table! <laughs> Did you just say Gordon Soli shit his food onto our table? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, this first match, we have to. we got to bitch about this. Uh, so it's the Freebirds versus the Road Warriors. I fucking hate the Road Warriors. God. I'm never gonna like the Road Warriors. You didn't like the the clinic they were running in this match. This, uh, by the way, I the glanced. I, I had the Wikipedia for this pulled up, and I was just glancing at it to get like a couple of things. Right? Yeah. And I did happen to see the match time for this first match, and I didn't believe. No. It it, it was listed at five minutes and nine seconds. Man. I felt like I could have watched. Eight bad movies between the bells of this fucking thing. Fuck. It, it, it was so it long. It took an eternity and nothing happened. Jesus. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to steal a great My, Tom joke. I would have need, needed at least 15 minutes to do that much nothing. Yeah. yeah. It, also, really? I hate Michael Hayes. Yeah, he's not... Good. No. I hate the fucking Road Warriors, man. And here's my thing. So I love the whole idea of like when older uh, wrestlers are just like, kids are not at work these days. There are multiple times, even in this match, it's only five minutes, where I've legit heard probably people like Michael Hayes bitch about people doing what they do oh, all yeah. the fucking time in this match. There's so many times where they're just like, they're doing shit, and then they just all just kind of go into their respective corners and stare at each other and reset, where I'm like, yeah. so you just you just fucking killed the whole momentum of the match. I've heard so many fucking vets be like, you gotta tell a story, kid. Yeah. The story of this match is, I got lost and tagged out. Yeah. <laughs> the thing, the, the story of this match was I got sick of taking fucking uh, gorilla presses, and I just kind of <laughs> stood there and just stared at him for a little bit, and so then I tied him up. T- watched him tag out. Oh, yeah. And then got cut off, and then locked up with the guy... Three minutes into a five-minute match, there was there was the definitely of a point in here. Is Hawk not knowing how to do a wrist yeah. lock. There was definitely a point in here where Hawk gave Michael Hayes a gorilla press and then just stood there while watching Michael Hayes get up, tag out, and then his partner come in and then boot Hawk in the gut. Yeah, there is not an iota <laughs> of selling in this match from anyone. No, from no, yeah, and like I would, I, I would I, assume the Freebirds would probably sell. Right, I'm just, not convinced. I, I even saw offense. <laughs> like I, I understand that like. If, if you were a fan of them, I understand that part of the allure of the Road Wars was that they're these yeah. big badasses and they don't sell. I could be a little I bit more forgiving that. of their no-selling because that's their whole thing. But but Jesus Christ, there are times where like both Freebirds will take shit and they'll just get up and be like, well, let's tie up now. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why can't Hawk do a fucking arm ringer? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he trying to fucking... Hawk's arm ringer in this. 
It looked like he was trying to put his hand down his pants. <laughs> My mother is in a nursing home. She has had multiple strokes. I could teach her how to do a better arm ringer in the course of eight minutes than Hawk does in this fucking match. I hate both of them. I, 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 Jimmy Garvin is the least offensive in this to me, and he still ain't good here. I've seen children play with their dads give better arm ringers than Hawk does in this match. I can take two wrestling figures and have a completely anatomically accurate arm ringer. Anatomically accurate. Like, I can have both hands hooked the right way and the arm facing, like, everything. Oh, and, the, and, then and Hawk can't fucking, do it in real And then it goes to a fucking DQ. Yeah. yeah it's oh, a yeah. schmoz finish. Oh, yeah. Did you guys I looked away oh, for no reason, too, because the no. Red Warriors just throw the ref out for no reason. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the best bump in the whole match. Yeah. I looked away for two seconds, and uh, I missed the finish, and I found out that it was a DQ, and I was like, oh, fuck. So they start to replay it. You know what happens with the replay? It fucking freezes! And then they go back to the... I'm like, real good fucking oh, replay, yeah. guys. <laughs> the replay fucking fucks up. It's like a VHS... They, they, have, they don't even have the high-quality VHS tapes in the back there. This is TBS. And they're just fucking... The tracking is all fucked up and... Gordon Soli's too hammered. He hit the fucking pause button instead of play. Well, uh, Gordon, I bet you get that replay. Then let's check a look here. Well, let me stop. Uh, why don't you <laughs> shut the fuck up, Hillbilly? Uh, ah, fuck. I just dropped the tape. Guys, uh, my Jim. head is... Just spinning right now. <laughs> Jim, this thing's eating the fucking tape. I don't know. <laughs> well, Jim. thanks a lot there, Gordon. All right, well, we're going on to our next match. Jim, did you bring the fucking screwdriver out here? <laughs> the drink, not the tool. Oh, uh, yeah, my last note of this match just says, fuck this. Um, yeah. There's a Gary Hart and Terry Funk promo after this, and all I wrote was, Funk was so goddamn good, and I actually loved this. Oh, I, yeah. I thought this yeah. was a very good promo. Uh, and then there's a PWI segment with Bill After. Bill who looks After. like a fucking wax doll. <laughs> <laughs> Bill After is the scariest looking motherfucker I've ever seen. He looks like the Crypt Keeper before he died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I think I was like, I think me and Bernard were just kind of drunk sitting on the couch, and I was like, ladies and gentlemen, let's pay homage to the man that has willingly given up sex his entire life, Bill Apter. <laughs> uh, it's wild to me that they were doing a segment about the PWI. Yeah, like, but it, I find was, that interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I guess it was like a more credible thing back then, or maybe people... I mean, yeah. people were definitely more bought into it, I guess. Right, right? It was yeah. more thought of... I don't know. And I guess like quote-unquote wrestling journalism yeah. had been like flooded with yeah. other magazines, newsletters, the, yeah. the internet... And, like, wasn't yeah. after, like, working with these companies to, like, help tell their stories Right, and stuff? yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's, that's also fair, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they bring out Sting. Uh, I did write down, I have this note that, like, if I had been watching wrestling at this time, I would have been, I would have been five. If I had been watching, uh, like, specifically, like, WCW, Sting probably would have been my favorite wrestler. Yeah. Yes. Like, now, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm not that big on the guy or whatever. I've come to, like respect a lot of his stuff obviously mm-hmm. through a different lens but back five-year-old tom would have been like that guy looks like bart simpson <laughs> and i 100 percent that's what five-year-old tom would have thought and loved i love that um so they do this uh most popular nwa wrestler and they bring out sting he is the thing mm-hmm. oh speaking of sting i just wanted to tell you on a recorded medium sting is a part of my favorite wrestling trope of all time Okay. Sting in a sting mask. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. My favorite 
wrestling trope of all time. It is endlessly entertaining to me, endlessly funny. It's crazy how often they go back to it. There's it's like always a, effective for there's me. There's like a two-minute montage of just Sting taking off a Sting mask to reveal Sting. I love it so much. I pop for it every single time. It always always, works. He's yeah. always making the same exact facial expression. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's so good. <laughs> but then they do Wrestler of the Decade. Yes. Yeah. And they bring out Ric Flair, and I was like, makes sense. Yeah. 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 That's to me inarguable. Like me and oh, Kate yeah. used to talk about how like Flair was one of those rare wrestlers that had multiple primes. Jesus. And, and like eighty nine through I'm maybe ninety two. Yeah. Was probably one of them. Yeah, I'll say like eighty nine was definitely a prime year. Yeah. Where like he was just like him and Steamboat just killing it every fucking time. Um. Yeah, this was, this was fun. Um, after this, there was a Nancy Benoit promo. Um, God. Whoop. Jesus. My God. I was, horned up, I was horned up the first time I seen it. I was horned up again. Like, she was... Ahead of her time. Yeah. Finer than frog hair. Big time. Ahead of I, her I time. I wrote down, she was genuinely good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Very ahead of her time. Meg is yeah. a huge fan. I, I've seen very little of Woman, but yeah. all that yeah. I've seen is like... This would be the... the thing right now. Yeah. Like, also, it's so ahead of its time. Woman is such an awesome name. Yeah. Right, too. right. Yeah. It's such a good fucking name. Really good. When uh, a name gets, like, next level simple. Yeah. But it just works. Like, for me, yeah. Walter. Yeah. yeah. Next level simple, but it works. Yeah. Kenta. Woman. Kenta. Yeah. 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 I love that shit. Sting? <laughs> Sting. Um, so, after this, we get... Tommy Rich and Eddie Gilbert versus Doom. Eddie Gilbert, the inventor of the sling blade, if you remember. Really? Yep. <laughs> that, that, when we were, I remember it very vividly, we were in your dorm thing after an <laughs> RCCW show, and someone retweeted a gif of Eddie Gilbert doing a sling blade, and like, way before <laughs> yeah. this. Right. Like, <laughs> what? Also, uh, the second tag match of the evening. Yeah, we're two for two. Far so from the I, last. I had no idea what the show was. And I haven't yet I seen fucking... a champion. No, yeah, <laughs> I guess I, I, I didn't realize till after this show that that's not the gimmick with Clash of the Champions. I went right? on to like see no. what the card was. I legit thought there was a tag tournament. That's why I was like, right. "There's so many tag matches on this. What the what the fuck's going on?" So there is an interesting, weird connection here too. So Eddie Gilbert was the original booker for ECW when it was still Eastern Championship Wrestling. Yeah, as part of the NWA. When he got fired, Heyman took his job. Yeah, and then rehashed everything, and we ultimately got ECW as as we know it. So I thought that was kind yeah. of a weird thing to see. Mm. Like we're only a few years before that all happens. This so one of the one of the teams here is making their entrance. I don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. But um, they're playing the, some music or whatever, and I wrote down this was absolutely what was playing for the live audience. I believe it for a hundred. Yeah. This isn't dubbed over at all. Yeah, I don't believe this is dubbed. It's <laughs> so badly dubbed over, guys. It's so like I can't even joke about it. Also, um, I, I kind of like the set for this show too. The I set did, is I did dope, too. Actually, yeah. yeah, the set's really cool. The team of Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. Dude, and I when I saw like, Doom come, yeah. I was I saw one of the dudes. Builds and I was like, "That's Ron Simmons." And I looked it up. I was right. Yeah. I could just tell by like he's yeah. built uh-huh. like no other man. My only, my first real note on this match, and I think my only note on this match, just says Tommy Rich moves like he is ninety, <laughs> and it is nineteen eighty nine. I have two notes about commentary on this. They will not say Tommy Rich without throwing wildfire in there. Wildfire's yeah. burning. Wildfire. They, 
every time it's Tommy Wildfire Rich. Tommy yep. Wildfire Rich. It's yeah. never Tommy Rich. Oh, oh, Rich did the nope. It's Wildfire. Tommy Fire Wildfire Rich. It's what right. was your? Uh, you said something about Tommy Rich promos yesterday. Oh shit, I don't remember. That his tongue is always trying to fight its way out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's what. Wait, was that him or is that somebody else? That was Bucky. It was Bucky? Okay. Yeah, it was Bucky. Sorry, I was hammered. Bucky, yeah. remember it. I don't remember. It's Bucky! Like, yeah, something about his tongue <laughs> is trying to, like, escape his mouth or something, and Tommy Rich is trying to keep it contained. <laughs> his tongue is fighting then, his jaw for escape. And both, that's both of them, by the way. JR and Gordon Soley both say wildfire yeah. every time. And then Gordon Soley pronounces New Orleans like I've never heard anyone's... New Orleans, <laughs> and he says it like four times in a row. New Orleans. He up well, he's weird. he's probably deep into the fucking goddamn it. Deep it's not even his, New Orleans. Deep into his underwear flask of aristocrat vodka at this point. <laughs> he was in. He's in a personal contest to see how many syllables he can put into towns. <laughs> I can't. I can't get over the idea of Gordon solely having. So much booze hidden on his person. Like his watch is hollow and it's just got a little bit and he just it's got everything. It's just like three drops. Just like, <laughs> give me that, that, give me that, that sweet release. Gordon, why do you got eye drops? <laughs> Yoink. Why do you have eighteen eye droppers? Gordon, why do you have nail polish remover? <laughs> yeah, they took away the rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Whip, gut, punch, whip, yep. back, body. That's the sequence in a row. It was whip, gut, punch, backs him up, whip, back, body. Bury yourself. Oh, shit. I'm doing that spot today. How, I, how many whips are in this match? I don't know. I should have kept count. Oh, my I think God. there's more in the next one, but... I looked away for two seconds and the finish happened. I didn't even we're catch in, it. Yeah, we're we're definitely in peak WCW whip do something. Everyone has Irish whip based offense. Everyone. <laughs> I couldn't believe it was whip gut punch. And then he was like, well, I guess I'll back you up to the ropes and whip you again. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Dude, I also love that like everyone back then was big, right? But they also had to have insane cardio because they're running a full fucking mile, God. twenty feet at a time in these matches with yeah. it, you can't no do anything. Shit. No, you can't do anything without doing an Irish whip before, during, or after. Irish whip during a body slam somehow. Counter um, out of a body slam into an Irish whip. I'm gonna Irish whip you. Go body slam you. You're gonna slip out of it. You Irish whip me. Then you body slam me. But then I Irish whip you and kick you in the gut. And then pin ya. God. Yeah. Finish. Oh, uh, fuck. Can we get to this next segment? Because it's deeply troubling. <laughs> is it Jim Cornette with the Epsteiners? It is. Holy shit. Good joke. Uh, this also, is I they, love they, they give the fucking origin of the Frankensteiner in yes. this. Yes. I hated that. I thought it was so fucking corny. It's so I was stupid. thinking, what if we called the move the Frankensteiner? Because we were watching a horror movie. And I was thinking to myself, Stop thinking to yourself. Rick Steiner yeah. playing the role of Simple Jack in this promo. <laughs> really? He really is. I was, was going to say, we have to dance around the terms that we Jesus use on this recorded medium very carefully right yeah. now. But he is absolutely... Well, Rick Steiner doesn't dance around anything. No, he doesn't. No. 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 Uh, but he is absolutely someone who is uh, uh, in a, a smaller classroom at school. Like, God. I don't know why, but... <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason... There's something about a wrestler in a promo being like, I'm going to call this move this. 
that's just a little bit weird. To I think me. I'd rather weird. just the commentary yeah. just know. Right. Yeah. I think I it's rather. weird that that's what Cornette brings up. Right. He brings up how awesome this move is, and then we'll we'll get to it when we get to that match later. But it's also weird to think that like at this time that was the craziest fucking move. Yeah, that and there then was. Steiner does something even crazier in the match, and it gets oh, no reaction. A billion percent. But yeah, this was. Uh, I, I wrote down this is rough. Holy Christ! And then I last wrote down. I'm only now realizing this was on TV. <laughs> so, my my only other note on this is Braun Breaker is already on a much better <laughs> career trajectory. Oh. Than, than both of them. Oh, dude, both Steiners, their their way of offense was just grab and throw. Fucking... Like if, if all they grabbed was your dick, you're gonna take a dick flex. <laughs> <laughs> but up next, though, before we get to that, up next we've got, and I wrote, oh no, the dynamic dudes. <laughs> oh my god. What do you got against them? I Okay... I, I don't hate Shane Douglas as much as I was probably blown should. away when I found out that it was Shane Douglas. Yeah, I, I don't hate Shane Douglas as much as other people or as much as I probably should. So I was kind of like, okay, this is fun to see young, fiery, baby-faced Shane Douglas. Then I realized, I was like, oh, fuck, now it's Johnny Ace is with him. Johnny now, I, I want to get... my goddamn piece of shit motherfucking mind when I found out it was Johnny Ace. I want to give Johnny Ace credit for riding that skateboard down the ramp. Sure. Wait, what? He rode the skateboard down the ramp. He had a skateboard. How did I not Which catch one of the that? Road Warriors is he brothers with? Uh, is it Animal? Hawk. Hawk? Yeah. Yeah, so Hawk and John Laurinaitis are brothers. Okay, I can see it in the face now that you say yeah. that. Yeah, and I think that that's crazy that yeah. basically Hawk's whole thing was I'm a tag team wrestler. Not with you. <laughs> Brother tag teams are Get like yeah. super awesome and hot and everything's fucking cool with it. Not with you, John Boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to let you go to Japan and be all the promoter's best friend. Yeah. The inventor of the Ace Crusher, then the Diamond Cutter, then the RKO. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But against Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane. So I honestly thought, oh, this this has potential to be be very good. There's a few points here and there where I was like, oh, that's a cool spot. Yeah. All four guys with the same fucking hair. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It is a mullet fucking, on mullet on mullet on mullet action. Jesus Christ. It's like a goddamn Kentucky safari in there with all the fucking Kentucky <laughs> waterfalls going on. I have... God damn it. I have... Safari. I have a physical sensation in my body when I think about how mad I get at the amount of fucking resets there are in tag matches Holy in this era. Shit, all of them. Yeah. There's so many resets. They, they will literally stop momentum on a dime for nothing. Johnny Ace at one point... Johnny Ace gets tagged in specifically to get cut off. Yeah. And then I interrupted my own note. (laughs) I interrupted my own note and said, oh, never mind, tag matches back then didn't have cutoffs. We're just doing shit. Yeah. It's so fun. I love the idea of getting tagged in just to get cut off. Like, Like he gets tagged in and comes in, and the first thing he does is take something. Yeah, I want to do that. I want to do that in a tag match now. Like, come on, man. Come on. Reach, reach, reach. Tag. Stop me, motherfucker. (laughs) Oh, my God. Imagine a, a tag match where a double touch happens. Yes. Yeah. And the heel gets the momentum. And just Why not? That would be yeah. Okay. Back I do, I do love I do love like it's not quite the same, but I, I did this I learned this a long time ago and it's really fun. If you're the heels in a tag match, you tell the babyface, Hey, stop me or I'm sorry, if you're the baby faces, that's what I mean to say. I added backwards. If you're the baby face, right, and you're in a tag match, you tell the heel, hey, stop me, tag your partner, tell him to watch the arm drag. So, like, say he just kicks you in the gut, you know, you sell down, 
the heel tags in the other heel. That heel comes in. It's like, I got him now. And he just feeds straight into the arm drag. Mm. I like that. Yeah. If it's the heels getting tagged, coming in, and getting shut down, cool. In this instance, it's not, because I think the dynamic dudes are the baby <laughs> I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah. Even yeah. though I think that this is the point where I noticed the crowd was turning. Yeah. Because they start to <laughs> Enough really fucking boo. tag matches. <laughs> they start to boo the dynamic dudes pretty hard. Yeah. Um, well, they're pretty corny as fuck, too. Yeah. So I don't even remember what the finish was, but I wrote down, yeah, that match was only for the finish. Yeah. Uh, there was a swerve. Cornette betrayed somebody. Oh yeah, tennis racket. Yeah, because it was they yeah. did this thing where like, oh, I'm managing both of you somehow. Right. Stupid. <laughs> like any, why would anyone fall for that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. My last note that just says it wasn't bad, but wasn't good. Oh. This is where I make people angry next. Super Destroyer versus Doctor Death. Super Destroyer, who would go on to be Jack Victory. Oh, I, shit. Know, okay. I know that name, but I don't know. He was in ECW for a bit. He okay. did some other shit. I was say, Super Destroyer kind of sucks in this match. He's, he does not know how to get squashed. Dude, this, was, this he, match he, is fat trash. <laughs> this match is fat trash. I was so I appreciated Dr. Death in this, but Super Destroyer is not helping him at, at all. Look I, my only note on the match yeah. is, good thing it was quick. Get old glass jaw out of here. <laughs> Fucking, it blew my mind because I was like, oh, I know what this is. Here's a guy in a, 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 a useless mask gimmick. And here comes Dr. Death, Steve Williams. Yeah. Crush him. But then, fucking Super Destroyer's getting a little bit of offense in. He takes some crazy bump off of, like, a shitty line through the fucking ropes, fats onto a table. Oh, yeah. And, like, it was just insane. I, yeah. I don't want... I don't... And then, who's who's Norman? Comes oh, Norman the Lunatic. Norman the Lunatic comes out yeah. to celebrate Dr. Death beating up a nobody. Blew my mind because so I, I was looking up. I was looking up to see who Norman the Lunatic was. Yeah, do you know who he was in WWF? Uh, no, Bastion Booger. That's right. Whoa. Also, did you say Super Destroyer is Jack Victory? Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so Bastion I, Booger looks nothing like Norman the Lunatic. No, I don't want this to, for to be the only way that I judge Steve Williams because I've only ever heard heard good things. Yeah. I'm so glad that he was on my screen the least amount. He, uh, I hated this, and I hated both people. Steve Williams is one of those guys that, like, to me, he's almost in that that category of Vader, where it's like he just his best stuff was in Japan. He yeah. just worked best over there. Yeah, that, that's where. Then they got I'll him, never right. appreciate him. That's where they got. That's him. just how that works. WCW kind of got Vader right for a little while, for a bit, and, and then yeah. they didn't. The WWF never got Vader no. right at all. Move, uh, <laughs> fucking yeah, but. But then it's the skyscrapers versus the Epsteiners. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Dan Spivey, man. Dude. Yeah, I said that Dan and I was like, wait, Spivey. I know that I know this face. I know this face. Is that Waylon Mercy? Look Lives it up. are gonna be It is. Yeah. And, and believe hands. me, there's points in this match where there are lives in Dan Spivey's hands. <laughs> <laughs> know what I mean? Dude. Um, so yeah, I do know what you mean, because I have a note here that says, Unsafe Tombstone, yeah, it gets broken up, but do you realize how fucking stupid you have to, to be to think that that makes sense? Here's yeah. what made it make less sense. I don't know what was supposed to happen. It didn't look like it was going I don't know. It didn't look like it was, Something was supposed to happen there, right? But Spivey has uh, Rick hooked for a sidewalk slam, and he does hold him in you know, he shows his strength. Yeah, he shows just how strong he, he is. Right. And, then for, and he's probably 33. For some odd reason, goes from that... To the tombstone. And I was like, what? Why would you. You had a safe, easy botch cover. 
Like, something here went wrong, and you have it covered easily. Uh-huh. And you have chosen to make it harder and dangerous. Yeah, um... Fucking young Teddy Long here, too, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was wild to see. So, then I have a note about Scott hit... Scott Steiner hits the Frankensteiner, and then he does a self-Essex destroyer, which people think is a moonsault and battery. Holy it fuck. ain't. Dude, yeah. He, he domes himself. He lands right on top of his He doesn't on. even almost get the slam. No. Like, he, he, he takes a back bump with the dude on top of him. Yeah. It's, he does the vine that's like, you can't do this on concrete, uh-huh. where the dude does a flip. Oh my god! Yeah. He just does that. Yeah, and it, Exactly. Here's the thing, in a stupid way, it's still impressive, in the sense that he is seemingly okay, and yeah. fired up about landing on his ass neck. I'm happy that I concussed <laughs> myself. I then have a note later, I'm not sure who was being held, but I'm pretty sure it was Waylon Mercy, again, with another live in his hand. He has the tombstone position, it again, is. and I'm like, there's no fucking way he's hitting a second one. <laughs> what does he do? First of all, he holds him there. Yeah. It shows just how strong he is. He's so oh, yeah. strong, you guys. And then he just drops him. He yeah. just fucking drops him. What about Dan Spivey's dropkick that only missed um, one of the Steiners by, I don't know, it is pretty close, about four feet off? <laughs> I have a note here that says, Steiner line? Steiner oh. line? That's Steiner what they call it. It's a clothesline! Yeah. Boz line! I know. Boz kick! You're not wrong. It's stupid! <laughs> they Let fucking... me tell you about two brothers named Rick and Scott! They fucking... <laughs> Uh, Sid Vicious gets injured what is in this match, by the way. That's a big song. Steiner Line! Steiner Line! Steiner Line! I hate that. <laughs> Sid Vicious gets injured in this match, like, badly. I saw this on the Wikipedia. He has a he gets a punctured lung in this match from a broken rib. Oh my god. And I think I know what it was on, and it's not anything that you would expect. Like, you would expect some weird suplex from the Steiners, or some unsafe yeah, yeah, lariat, yeah. or something... And it just looks like he gets bopped and goes into the ropes awkwardly, and then he immediately is just going, Ugh, and clutching at his midsection. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and this goes to a DQ. Yeah. There's a run-in. There's then, some yeah, then big, they, tall dude. Yeah, then a shit ton of the tag teams that was like... So this whole show was the build to some big, like, tag team crossover match right. at fucking... It's uh, like a four-way tag or something? Yeah, no, it's Starcade. like a four-on-four. It is well, a four-on-four? No. I think that's what this is, because I think... I, my note here says that the LOD and the Epsteiners are teaming up. Yeah, it's yeah. the LOD, LOD and Epsteiners yeah. against um, Doom and um, Skyscrapers. And the Skyscrapers, yeah. yeah. So this whole show was just a build to this big match at yeah. fucking Starcade. Uh, so that big dude that comes out at the end here wearing sunglasses and shit and yeah. doesn't do anything, he goes on to play Sabretooth in the first X-Men movie. Oh, Lee Schreiber? Fuck That's yes. not Lee Schreiber, oh, god damn it. All right. <laughs> Dang it. Leif Schreiber is the good Sabretooth. In the bad movie. I don't give a fuck about the first Sabretooth. I don't. He's just a guy. Yeah. Leif Schreiber is at least a human being, a person, a character. He's just a dude. Layers. Big. (laughs) Then there's an unreal gibberish promo. Dude, Animal says no words. Jesus. Hawk says a couple words. And then Paul Ellering says these two a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> these two, these two, and these about... two, and these two, and these two, and these two against those two, and those two, and these two. Like, Jesus. Dude, the fucking... <laughs> whichever one of the Road Warriors it is that's cutting the promo where there's actual words, says something about, like, we're not good people. We commit hate crimes. You want to get four sick puppies like us together? And I'm like, 
Wait, what did you just say? Oh like, my god. I love how animals' face paint is almost completely sweated off. Yeah. yeah. Hawks is Hawks pristine. Is pristine. Yeah, it's like he <laughs> you can tell it. who really did nothing. It's like you reapplied it when you got to the car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> put it on, put on a fresh paint. Fucking. My next note is, hey, a championship. Finally, we got oh, two yeah. on Clash of the Champions. Uh, Pillman versus Luger. Yeah, Pillman is looking on the gas here. He's still, but I think it's yeah. crazy that he's still flying Brian. Oh yeah, and but like he's this is the small. best shape I've ever seen him in. Yeah, he looks great. He is oh, yeah. fucking unbelievable. Yeah, Luger Huge. also looks fucking. Luger awesome. also looks really good. That's like this is probably like the best Luger ever looks. Is here. I'm gonna say this. I'm not a fan of Lex Luger. I think this is the best match I've seen Lex Luger have. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe maybe it's just a thing where it's like, if I saw more young Luger, maybe yeah. I, I could get I could understand some of it. But I think I've only seen like. Bad WCW Luger and oh we've given up on you uh, WWF Luger yeah there's multiple there's times I've seen where like you can tell Luger's motivated mm-hmm. where it's still not that good right but it's better than what it usually is yeah this was immediately better than everything else that I've yeah. seen so far yeah yeah I, um, I, I, I actually kind of like this I yeah thought it had a good pace. I just like that it wasn't a fucking tag match yeah that too um. There's all kinds of... A lot of leapfrogs. A lot of drop kicks. Um, the crowd turns on Brian. They start cheering Luger hard. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Oh, yeah. I fell asleep at this point, so I'm going to go now. <laughs> all right. Okay. We'll see you okay. soon. We're not going to be oh, super yeah. long on this, I guess. Yep. We're almost to the end of the show. Um, that is. Yeah, I, I actually liked this. Yeah. Um, I thought the finish was good. Like, good story. This was the, easily the best match on the card so far. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the second to last one because yep. my next note is, wait, it's already the main? Mm-hmm. So I paused it because, Bucky, I told you. I told you this yesterday. Yes. I paused it right before the main event you because I didn't, want to be, I didn't want to be angry going into the main event because I know right, that that's why you picked this. I wanted to judge it fairly. Sure. Gotcha. So I did. Gotcha. So now I'm coming with a fresh uh, mindset here. Great, another great promo from yep, Flair. But what else? Is, yeah. What yeah. else oh, yeah. is new? I like this entrance from Funk. I like the knockoff, good, bad, and the ugly theme. Yeah. yeah. Um, I like the outfit. I liked all of it. And then I only have a few notes on this because I actually there's genuinely nothing really, there's nothing really super yeah. flashy. This is just no. a good. Yeah. This is a nice brawl. Brawl. Yeah. And I wrote down like Funk is so good at selling. He's uh, so he makes good at selling everything. Like. I used to get pissed about how many chops Flair would do in a match. He is hitting him so motherfucking hard. <laughs> yeah, this was so the best that I've ever liked them. Yeah, like they all have a slap and a thud yeah. somehow. They sound yeah. fucking unbelievably painful. Yeah, like his chops carry them all the way through. Like I feel like they're barely in the ring this match. Yeah, and I yeah, like they're that. constantly going around and like, oh, it's so good. Um, some really I'm gonna, weird I'm gonna, and bad pile drivers in this. This but, is what know. I'm saying. That's what. <laughs> That's I, this is my note here. I know it's the time. I know, but as it stands in 2023, Terry Funk has one of the worst pile drivers I've ever seen. Yeah, I feel like something like weird when Flair would take them. Yeah, because he, he grabs his ankles and Why? Then just kind of like follows him down. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's just like a thing where it's like because even the the segment thing where they really start to set this up and Flair or I'm sorry, Funk goes for the pile driver through the table. Yeah, it looks just like this. 
it, it's just not good. Yeah. I don't know I if Flair it. just yeah. did not trust him to do it. Yeah. Or what? If Flair doesn't trust his, like, plane crash back to this or what? Maybe. At know. one point... <laughs> plane crash back. Yep. Jesus. Sorry, I got a bad case of plane crash back, so <laughs> I, gotta take, I gotta take a pile driver weird. You feeling all right? Uh, my plane crash back. Uh, yeah, my, my, P- my plane PCB. crash back is acting up. I better... Uh... <laughs> my PCB is really, really flaring up today. <laughs> oh, oh flaring, flaring up. Oh. I got a flare-up of the PCB. <laughs> um... At one point, they pull up, they they move around this table. They they flip it over so you can see what the table actually looks like. Oh, yeah. This table is made for Viscera to take the Shane McMahon Steve Backlund bump or Steve Blackman bump. God. <laughs> My God, it is made to withstand Jesus <laughs> hurricane force winds. Yeah, God, it will not. It will never break. And luckily, they're not trying to do that. It's but. the we got another fucking table table from the two out of three tables match. Oh yeah, WWE yeah. <laughs> I, Sometimes tables just don't break. I loved, loved this match, and I truly loved the finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, awesome. Just like you were, t- you said earlier that uh, Funk wrestles like he's desperate. Yeah, he looks genuinely desperate to get out of that figure four, and yeah. just can't. Most yeah. of my, most of the I've quit finishes I've ever seen is like. You get a man to that point, and he's just like, "Oh, I quit, I quit." Right. Or you're about to do something, and he cowers, "I quit, I right. quit." Yeah. This is the ref has the microphone up. To, no, never. Right. No. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I quit. I quit. Yeah, right. Like he like, like tries so hard to withstand the pain yeah. of his hold. The way, I love that. Yeah, the way Funk sells, you can almost you can almost hear in his voice him like. Having a discussion with himself, like, should right, I quit? Right. Should I not can quit? I get out of this? Yeah, can I, I get can't out of this? reach yeah. Flair. Yeah. I can't punch him. Yeah. I can't get out of the like. I can't mm-hmm. get out of the hold. Yeah, like I think like at one point he's like, I can't let this happen or right. something like. Like he, he feels like he's just like. They, I also love that they really do hammer home the 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 shame in saying I quit. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was very very well done. That's that is good too. Uh, and then there's uh, some madness at the end of the show that is just not very well timed, and Jr. keeps yelling the Japanese. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I've uh, here's a thing, and I know that it's just because I haven't seen the right stuff. Um, yeah. Because we, we've covered a match with the great Muda in it. I've never seen Muda be great. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've never seen it. So this, this is the formation of like one of the coolest names to a tag team ever, the JTEX Corporation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Of, I'm for it. Of, of Muda and. And uh, Terry Funk. I gotta find a show for us to review that has good Muda on it. Because the one that we did was, I remember, it was was Muda and Barry Windham. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be great. And then it was awful. It was one of the worst things I've seen. (laughs) And then I think I remember reading up on it. It was something like, one of them was sick, the other was jet-lagged or something. There was some reason why it sucked. But I was like, god damn it, this is disappointing. Uh, yeah. So Good little brawl at the end with a bunch of stuff or whatever. Gary Hart... Is somehow like actually hurting Terry Funk, and I'm like, you're frumpy. Get out of here. <laughs> um, they go to commercial and then come back with one minute left. Uh huh. That uh, my last note on this. My last note on this just says not well timed. Yeah, yeah. But uh, overall, I mean, I avoid most of the show. <laughs> You yeah. can watch Lex and Flying Brian if you want. It's yeah, nothing to seek out, soft. but yeah. seek out this I Quit match. The yeah, I Quit match sure. is this so is much great. fun, dude. I yeah. love it. But, yeah. All right, let's wrap let's, this let's up. Ra- we, we gotta, gotta go. We gotta get the yeah. venue, we gotta guys. Go. We, we gotta go. got a full fucking um, house not, to perform not, for tonight, guys. We're not plugging, and uh, that's okay. Yeah, no, not plugging anything. No. Thank you for listening. We're gonna be... 
we got so many episodes lined up. Yeah, so yes. just thank you for listening. Look up Review View Podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We'll, we will plug that. We Dude. love you, Bucky. Hell yeah. What are we